Service, where service is their specialty. Proud sponsor of This Morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chad. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to This Morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. And it's my third day, and we're still playing Rod Stewart. It was a <laughs> <laughs> it was in the rotation. It was just a fluke, but I'll take it anyway. I accused Take-a-dose Sarah of my- pandering, and she said, no, no. It just had to show up. Daryl, you the know car- me. I'm not a suck-up. That's true. The yeah. Karma Gods wanted me to hear Rod Stewart tonight. There you go. And all of our listeners. So, thank you, Karma Gods. Thank goodness for Rod Stewart. All right, blah, blah, blah. All right. Hey, have you ever had your bell rung? My bell rung. Yeah, there's two reasons I said that. Number one, it's in reference to smacking your head, but it's also a reference to how we used to look at concussions, right? You'd, you'd go in sports, and if you got your bell rung, well, you just shook it off, and away you go, you go back in. Yeah, the vernacular has changed. Nobody says, big time. And what that, we know. That seems pretty casual and just like, and totally. you have your, almost almost like a, a, a badge of honor. Did you have your bell rung? Yeah, and I just went you know. in. I didn't even know where I was. It yeah. was fun. Things have changed. Yeah, the, the way we look at concussions dramatically altered over the last decade or so. And today it happens to be Alberta Concussion Awareness Day. Dr. Dave Cato is a professor in the physical education department at McEwen University. Good morning. Good morning. How are you all doing today? Pretty Great, well. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's it's like a feeling good, heads clear, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Didn't smack your noggin this morning? Yeah, no smack my noggin. So have, have you ever had your bell rung? And what do you think about that terminology? We'll start with the first half of that question. Well, absolutely, yeah. It uh, was chuckling at your opening remarks in the sense that uh, that indeed was the uh, mindset of that era. In particular, I was playing football that uh, I had a coach that commented, if you hadn't had your bell rung, you weren't a football player yet, Mm. kind of thing. And uh, and so, you know, back in that era, that was, like you say, it was a badge of honor. It was, you know, saying that you were tough enough to – you know, withstand that kind of impact. And, uh, you know, here the, like you remember on the old um, Bugs Bunny cartoons, the Tweety Birds and the Stars and whatnot. Yeah. That uh, that was uh, probably a, a good thing to have happen. But uh, clearly we know it's not uh, today. And when did that start to change? I would suspect probably uh, when we started seeing a number of professional athletes uh, Eric Lindros, for instance, uh, you know, retiring from yeah. hockey and other you know, high-profile athletes uh, starting to drop out because of the repeated concussions they incurred uh, during their both uh, professional career and even in their junior careers. And then we are also hearing about the, some of the athletes who years after retiring mm-hmm. ended up with, with, with serious uh, mental health problems, emotional problems. There were tragedies. There were suicides. And it started to sink in that the, 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 the after, it wasn't just in the week or two after you get hot, you got hit. It, this, these were long-lasting effects. Yeah, there's, you know, we're starting to see some of the long-term effects, but you also have to remember, and again, this is uh, coming from a scientific point of view, that uh, particularly, I think what you're referring to is CTE, Mm -hmm. the uh, traumatic encephalopathy. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the data isn't as conclusive as perhaps the media would like to portray. Uh, Unfortunately, in order to... Uh, diagnose that, you have to be pretty much dead to to dissect your brain and whatnot. But at the same time, that there is a fairly substantial link to it. And the other thing uh, that's, I think, confounding some of the data uh, 
uh, with that, is particularly with the performance athletes. In some of the situations you've alluded to, with the suicides and uh, with those high-profile athletes, is uh, at least in my mind some of the issues around performance-enhancing drugs and some of the other things that they were doing at that time. You know, did that behavior also contribute? Uh, to the uh, uh, the issues that they had po- in, a, uh, in a post-concussive state. Like, certainly, don't get me wrong, the concussion certainly contributed to that, but were there other confounding act, uh, uh, actions to that? All right, let's you know, talk... So- Oh, sorry. So go ahead. Sorry, doctor. Please. I was just going to talk about, let's talk about everyday things, because, yes. you know... I, Not was- everyone's played sports. <clears throat> exactly. And, and it's talk- talking about parents who are listening and their kids play hockey and they see this happen. And, and uh, well, you wipe out in the playground and you smack your head. These 100%. things doesn't have to be in sports either. Yeah, you're right. Oh, no, you're right. I, no, absolutely. Yeah. You don't even have to smack your head. You can land on your backside. Like even, uh, for example, skating. Yeah. Okay, you land on your backside really hard. You can have a, an impact going up your vertebral column to the base of your skull and get a concussion. Because, again, remember, anatomically, your brain is not tethered inside your skull. And so it's subject to all kinds of, uh, you know, uh, abnormal uh, movement and whatnot. So you get a good smack, uh, you know, on your backside or even, of course, on your head. Your brain can rattle around pretty good inside your skull. And, of course... That disrupts the um, uh, the blood f- potentially disrupts the blood flow, and also then can disrupt the amount of uh, nutrient getting to a particular part of the brain, and that's what we kind of see with some of the pathophysiology of the uh, uh, of the concussion. That um, you know, it's literally almost a. Uh, a decrease in the amount of uh, glucose getting to various parts of the brain kind of thing. And your central nervous system, uh, physiologically, anatomically, can only run on glucose. And so when do you get those uh, kinds of situations evolving that there's a uh, very significant number of symptoms that start to show up? But I think one of the key elements uh, to concussions is that we've unfortunately tried to look at this from an uh, orthopedic point of view. So, for example, if you had a fractured bone, you could x-ray it and say, yeah, you're, there's a broken bone. But we can't see this mm-hmm. on MRIs. We can't see it on CAT scans. We can't see it on x-rays and whatnot. And the, and the symptoms are, very, are quite varied. They're insidious. Some show up more intensely than others. They show up singularly. They show up in combination. Hmm. You know, so it's a real challenge to figure out, yeah, and, you know, say, yeah, this is a concussion. Can you go over some of those symptoms that you mentioned? Yeah. Uh, so, for example, the classic ones, of course, the ones you meant- mentioned earlier, the getting you know, your bell rung is tinnitus, which is ringing in your ear. Uh, memory loss, of course, the unconsciousness, unresponsiveness. Um, the uh, um, uh, dizziness, mm-hmm. nausea. Uh, the inability to uh, uh, withstand bright light, uh, loud sounds, right? Uh, one of my favorite ones is mental confusion. This is one of the classic ones where, remember the old movie, you know, again, going back to the cartoons, like how many fingers, the old Three Stooges kind of thing. Yeah. How many fingers was I holding up kind of thing? And so the inability to, um, you know, to think, you know, you often now see with the, these athletes reporting uh, being in a fog, 
They, they have difficulty concentrating. They uh, have difficulty reading. And especially the, the uh, student athlete, when they try and go back to, to class, they have a real difficult time studying because simply they're still like in this, the report being in this fog and say, I, I, I just can't get my head around things. Uh, and then there's also the, the issue of what do you do about it? So why don't we take a quick commercial break because we uh, just need to, to get this in. And then can you stick around? We'll come back and chat with you some more in a moment. You bet. Okay, talking with uh, Dr. Cato out of McEwen University, back in a flash. This morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, supported by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. Good morning, everyone. Obviously, this uh, topic of concussions resonating with a lot of people listening. Got a few text messages saying, I got a minor concussion from a lump of snow and ice falling from the top Mm -hmm. of a building. Uh, This one, for sure, I I know a lot of people have been in the same uh, boat as this one. Uh, While I was skiing in Banff in the 80s, I lost control and went head on into a tree and that Oh, absolutely it would. 100%. And you hear a lot of, well, back in the day, nobody ever wore a helmet. Again, <laughs> when you were on the ski hill, do you see a helmet on the nope. ski hill? Not a chance. These sure. days, all the time you yeah, do. Definitely. Uh, we've heard stories. Natasha Richardson was Liam Neeson's uh, wife who had a had a crash on a ski hill in Montreal and afterwards uh, died of a brain bleed. Uh, so, yeah. has, and so there are a lot of things that can happen into it. So Dr. David Cato is joining us uh, this morning, a professor in the phys ed department at McEwen University. And, and we were going into break... Uh, 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 Dave and talking about you know how to you know what do you do about it you know I think and you tell me if, if you disagree I think a lot of people just ignore a lot of the problems because they think if they go to the hospital there's no treatment there's nothing that anybody's going to do do you agree that that there is that sentiment or that feeling and is there really nothing much you can do except rest well uh, again the that was uh, I guess the mantra in the not too distant past was rest is best. But there's a, uh, a good body of research now suggesting that uh, aer- you know, uh, uh, mild aerobic activity, uh, getting the athlete up and moving uh, a little quicker now, is actually uh, a better act, a better thing to do for the uh, for the per- uh, injured person. In fact, uh, uh, Dr. Mrazek, who is going to be on a little later on today, uh, has been uh, working with some of that, and some of his work is suggesting, yeah, that indeed that uh, physical activity in the early stages does seem to uh, help alleviate some of those uh, symptoms. So that notion of putting the athlete in complete cognitive isolation, like, you know, in the dark room for four days, no video, no TV, no radio, nothing. I mean, that's way bygone. Uh, but, unfortunately, but unfortunately, it's still kind of, I find uh, in some of the workshops that I do, that kind of still hangs out there. That's an athlete, but let, let's say for my father-in-law, for example, had a fall in, in yeah. his 80s. Uh, wiped out. What, is, what does somebody like that do? Because there's no coach or trainer or other people to go, oh, let's get you up and moving. Uh, what, do you, uh, you know, what, what do ordinary folks who are not involved in sports need to do if they get the, their bell rung, get a concussion? Well, again, that's, uh, you know, uh, 
first off, of course, you, you know, see your physician and hopefully that, you know, the you know, physicians themselves and all fairness to them are up to speed with the current uh, concussion research because, of course, it's, it's so fluid right now that uh, almost the electrons not even dry on the uh, paper yet before there's new work coming out. But at the same time that uh, just uh, basically taking care of yourself, be aware of the symptoms uh, that you're experiencing. And certainly if you're, uh, if you're experiencing nauseous, uh, especially with, on physical activity, so if you're doing uh, any activity and you're starting seeing some of these symptoms, then back off. Mm-hmm. Anything, and that's one of the protocols that we utilize now is we gradually ramp up the activity for the athlete. But if they start showing symptoms, then we back off two or three days, or maybe one or two days, just to ensure that they're recovering appropriately. I think that's what happened to Crosby when he got his concussion that he tried to, he kept trying to come back too quickly. Ah, okay. That uh, we didn't have these protocols in place. Can we talk about kids, doctor? Uh, and, and how they react to to blows to the head or blows, period? I'm sorry, what? Uh, kids? Uh, kids? Children? Oh, yeah, children, of course, uh, their brains are far more pliable than ours. They're still growing and whatnot. And the really unfortunate part is we don't have a lot of good, hard data to say, hey, this is what, you know, is going on with kids. We have, a you know, uh, somewhat of an idea again, from a, a, a research point of view, but I think the, the key thing for parents is to watch the behavior of the child. One of the things we've seen evolve in the last uh, few years is, uh, is a change in behavior. So, for example, a more aggressive athlete becomes docile, and a docile athlete becomes uh, aggressive. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what I refer to as the Jekyll and Hyde syndrome. Jekyll and Hyde syndrome, there we go, you know, kind of thing. That, But watch the uh, youngsters' behaviors, or if they tend to be dr- uh, drowsier or lethargic or just, you know, kind of out of it, you know, that, and especially if there's been a history of a blow to the head or something mm-hmm. of that nature, uh, then kind of keep an eye on them. And certainly, uh, especially if they're complaining of headaches, yeah. absolutely no uh, Tylenol or any type of analgesic. Because oh. that may mask some other symptoms that uh, potentially may be more problematic. You mentioned the brain, ble- uh, the brain bleed, and that potentially might be one of them. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Some great tips there. You're most welcome. Appreciate it. Dr. Dave Cato, professor of phys ed department at McEwen University, as we've been talking concussions today on this uh, Concussions Awareness Time. It is uh, 623. You're listening to This Morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chad. Reface Magic Team loves to work on kitchen renovations from cabinets to fixtures to unique storage solutions. They know kitchens. And don't be surprised if you end up having the Reface Magic Team come back to tackle another project like a home office. See what Reface Magic can do for your home with a free in-home consultation. Family owned and operated for over 20 years. Visit refacemagic.ca.